It's your boy CP the Real, and this is Talk to Me Nice. Man, I'm here in the studio with the family in full effect. And when I say full effect, I mean that. Uh, Mr. Poke Fit is back, man. Welcome back, brother. Season two, I'm here, baby. What yeah, do you Yeah, man. The queen is back, Tavia. And everybody's favorite big homie, Mr. Von Solo. <laughs> <laughs> we have a very special guest in the building, man, and I, and I, I, I can't stress that enough. Uh, she's literally family. I love her to death. Uh, she is a staple in the black community. She is a, uh, a a motivator for you know people of color, especially you know black little girls in the community. Uh, and and she's she's our voice, uh, a voice that we wake up to on a day to day basis. You know what I mean? News anchor, Channel Eight News, Station WFAA, Miss Cleo Green. Heavy on the claps, yeah. Heavy on the claps, heavy on the claps. And in case y'all didn't know, Cleo is married to my oldest brother, which means she is my sister in law. Hashtag my sister's better than yours. Yeah, hashtag her husband is better than her brother. I mean, brother than his Oh man, Cleo, I love you, sister. I love you too. Finally, finally, what took you love so long? Like, we, we, this is season two. And I know. I got a crazy schedule. Man, you got a crazy schedule. I mean, but she is no, on I'm WFAA. To, you yeah. know what? You know. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, I appreciate for, it. For starting this. One time for the one time, having Cleo Green on the show. Everybody, cheers. Did she ask why cheers. she took so long? Cheers. Wait, so what's this drink called? I know you called yeah. it something. Yeah, so you know, you know how we do, Cleo. Sip of the week. Um, so every week we have a signature, signature drink. Uh, it's modeled after the theme of the show. This week's sip of the week is dedicated to you uh considering you're on our tv every day lights camera action uh this week's sip of the week is called showtime okay you know what i mean showtime so this is a mango margarita uh a shot of grand marnier and uh tahine excuse the host because i forgot the tahine (laughs) but we're gonna keep it rolling you know what i mean i was waiting on you to pronounce that middle word (laughs) one time for the one time (laughs) (laughs) one time for the one time showtime 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 it's nothing like god is dope it's not god is dope yes very Thank the Lord. Um, <laughs> it's nothing like being in the studio with the family, man. Every every one of y'all are family. I mean that. Uh, so this is this is a good moment for me, man. We got to cut loose in here. Uh, but uh, Cleo, uh, because of what you represent to the black community, again, uh, we've drafted an episode for you. Uh, today's topic is breaking barriers. Okay. Yeah, manifesting your dreams. You know what I mean. And I want to start off by saying, again, you are an inspiration to the black community uh, for us to wake up, especially in today's climate, for mm-hmm. us to wake up, turn our TVs on and see your beautiful face talking to us and being a representation of our people. Uh, I mean, I think it's a it's a beautiful thing. It takes me back to the times of and y'all remember this period, right? There was a period of times where. Um, dolls i've obviously never been a little girl but i remember when dolls you know when that whole dilemma came up with you know the barbie dolls and all that stuff yeah and there was a period of time where no doll on a shelf represented anything of the minority community right, right. right. 
So, you know, and then obviously there came the influx where they started making dolls, Barbie dolls, Cabbage Patch dolls that look like us. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So in a variety of different ways. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a beautiful thing. I think it's a beautiful thing. Um, you know, I, I know there are a lot of, you know, black little girls out there that wake up every morning or that see you on TV. They point, they smile, they laugh, and it's like, hey, that's that that could be me, you know. What I mean, you get yeah. you you get you give you give hope to uh you know to little girls out there. So I want to look. I want to dive a little bit into your background, and I want to understand how you got to the point of Lord. where you are, and you know how you develop that passion, and then you know obviously what's what's next to, to come. So man, that that's such a such a long question. I know Vaughn was like, you're gonna talk the whole show, but yeah, I'm gonna try to keep it as short as possible. <laughs> because I really want to have some good conversation here. But if you don't stop. <laughs> um, okay, so, I mean, I grew up in South Jersey. So I am not from Texas. I am a first-generation American, which means I am the first person in my family to be born in the United States of mm, America. Wow. Um, my mother is from Spanish Town, Jamaica. My dad is from Guyana. That's a country in South America. And mm. they both came to the States, to New York, in their 20s. So can you do you, me one favor? What you want to do some accent? Yes, please. We want me to say. I kind of heard it when she was true, talking. True, true, You know, when I feel comfortable is when I talk in accents. So yeah. 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 So, I love it. So I mean, it's even hard on the news because sometimes I'm thinking. Sometimes I don't talk to my mom for like a for a good while because I will start to go back to an accent. So right. I know my husband. He knows so many little words now. He'll be. Talking to me and Pato, he won't say it to you though. Yeah, yeah. He know how to fight though. Him, you know what he does. He does, but um. So my parents came here in the twenties, and when they were in their twenties, and my dad he joined the Air Force, and we moved to McGuire Force Base in South Jersey, and you know, just in terms of where I started and where where I got my passion. Um, my grandmother, she had came from Jamaica and she was staying with us and she's a big news person. She always watches the news and we were watching the news and she was like, you know what? I can't see you doing that, you know? And I was like, doing what? And she was like, I anchor on the news. I talk the news. I can't see you doing that. I can't really, really see you doing that. And I was like, oh my God, I can see myself doing that too. Yeah, oh my gosh. Um, that. that was eighth grade. Wow. So so in the eighth grade, I was so fortunate that my, my high school had like a television station. So I would go there and be like, hey, I want to do this. Can I, can I get on air? Can I be on camera? And then I went to college. I majored in broadcast journalism. I just knew from that age, like, this is what I wanted to do, right? Like, nothing was going to stop me from doing that. Like, I had to make sure that, that I did it. And um, when I graduated college, I went to Rhone University in South Jersey. It was 2008. That was the year of the economic recession, right? Like, that was the year we thought was really bad. Now 2020 is bad with the pandemic. So no one was hiring, like, absolutely nobody. I remember ABC in Flint, Michigan called me, and the news director was like, hey, you know, things are bad right now. I, I can't, I could give you a job, but starting salary is $13,000. Oh, I was like, $13,000. Yes, yes. And she was like, you know, you'll get good experience. You probably won't make much, but you know, that's what we're offering. So 
I was like, no, I, I let me keep looking. Let me keep they looking. Exactly, right? Yes. So I mean, <laughs> I did my research and I found oh a God. job as a feature reporter for PBS in St. Croix, US Virgin Islands. Oh, nice. So I was like, okay. I, I want to explain something to you for, for people that are in, interested in television. There's 200 television markets in the United States, 200. So the top five are New York, LA, Chicago, Philadelphia, Dallas. Mm. So Dallas is market five. So in each market, let's say Dallas, for example, in each market, you're going to find your ABC, your NBC, your Fox. Right. Every affiliate is in that market. The bigger the market, the more money you make, the more mm. exposure you get, you know, the more people want to be in that market. Mm. Now, nationals like your Robin Roberts, everybody in every state can see her. Right? That, that's okay. big time. And she's making $14.5 million a that's year. Crazy. And she earned that. She, yeah. <laughs> she earned that. I love Miss right? Robin. I love her too. You know, like, We're not going to go there. You know. yeah. 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 We're not going to go there. I but Robin. I love some Robin too. But um, yeah, so, so I took my first job in St. Croix, Virgin Islands. Uh, as soon as I graduated college, and that's market zero, y'all. That was like, that's not even a market, right? right. But I knew I was going to go there and and make my mistakes and learn and just, I was I was there by myself. Like, I didn't feel out of place because my family is from the islands. So it was just weird to be on my own in an island. Like, it wasn't even like I was in Georgia. I was freaking on an island by myself, right? right, right. right? So I was there, and then I went to CBS in Georgia. Then I went to ABC in Maryland, and then I went to Minneapolis. Now that was really hard. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little later. Mm-hmm. But um, I was in Minneapolis, and then and then I came to Georgia, and then I came to Dallas. I was in Georgia, then I came to Dallas. Um, so it, it's just been an amazing ride. It's been a long ride, almost 12, 13 years now. Wow! So it feels good to finally call a place home, and it looks like it's Dallas. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yep. The best place to be. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I- I'm loving it. I love it here. Hey. I so, so you said eighth grade. So honestly, it was your grandmother that planted, planted seed. that seed. Yeah. yeah she heart. did. Yeah. She did. And I can't even say that, like, you know, I think some people, when they feel something in themselves, right? Like a passion. Mm-hmm. And they don't necessarily fulfill it. I feel like sometimes we're so quick to blame our parents for not helping us push us in that direction. My parents didn't help me push me in that direction. Like I knew I wanted to do that. I did did everything in my power to do that. Right. Like granted there were times maybe I was watching a show. Like I used to love to watch Martin and I remember my mom would turn it off and be like, you want to be a broadcaster? Y'all watch Martin. We all learn from Martin. We all learn from Martin. Watch the news. You want to be on the news? Watch the news. Um, So there was that little moment, but she was never pushing me right right, in a direction to be a broadcaster. Like I really did that on my own. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not mad at my parents for not, you know, maybe helping me elevate me because right. it really taught me to just to be a self-starter. Absolutely. It did. It did. Absolutely. Parents, you can only teach your children what you know. Right. You know what I'm saying? And they didn't know, it take right? Other, it takes other people to sometimes get you beyond, you know, the door that's there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's why we have teachers and, and, and friends and friends and family to help us get to that point because you know in other words how would you explain people who end up going to college and parents have never been there right Mm -hmm. Right. you know your parents can tell you uh you know go to school and go to college and all that stuff but they don't really know how to get you there it's so true and i mean my dad uh he told me that you know 
wanting to be an anchor or a reporter was a, a pipe dream. Like he literally told me, that, right. you know, and I was like, no, it's not like, I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to do it. So it was really a fire in myself that, you know, whenever I talk to young journalists or, or young women and men that feel like it's impossible, I'm like, it's not like you really, really can do it. Absolutely. You just need to have the drive and you just need to be willing to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I didn't want to move away from home. Like what was I haven't been home in 12 years. I haven't lived. I can't. I've never even remember a moment in my adulthood that I could say I'm going to go drive to my mom's house and we're going to go to the mall and, and drink coffee. I've never been back home since I was 21 years old. So, well, look at, you know, dream chasing. So, so I, I have a question. So so basically what you're saying is you you live majority of your life uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Yeah. Uncomfortable. It is just now, maybe just this year that, you know, I told my husband, I'm like, I feel so happy and so blessed right now. And I've never felt that way in a very, very long yeah, time. But out, so. of un- but out of uncomfortable situations comes, yeah. comes greatness. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And it it's took process, time. Right? It took right. a lot Absolutely. of time. And you really can appreciate where you are now because you spent all this time being uncomfortable. Yes. And it's like you never, ever want to go back there again. Right. So you can really appreciate and and dwell in what you are now and appreciate it. Yes, I've lived in so many states where I don't have family, right? I don't have like a connection. I mean, I've been so many times where I'd leave the newsroom and I'd go home and I'd just cry in my room because the day was so hard. I don't want to be there. I want to go back home to my room in Jersey. Like, but I know I can't give up or I won't get where I want to be, right? (laughs) But just just so much drama to get here now. And it's still not over, right? I got a plan in the back of my head. There's still still more to come. But exactly. There's different levels to what we call breaking Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It ain't just at that level uh, of getting there. You're breaking through maybe being the first person in the family. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And so for a father who's older than us, he's in a generation before mine. And for uh, to have a career on TV and entertainment, that's something far-fetched. Mm-hmm. That's a pipe dream, mm-hmm. like you said. I, too, went through entertainment. And it was hard. I was by myself. I've never left. Dallas, once I left Dallas at 17, I didn't come back. I was by myself in Mississippi. I was by myself in the biggest, well, well, I wasn't, you know, I was right there in the Mecca. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Coming from here, there was a huge culture shock. Yeah, it was a right. huge culture shock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I didn't cry that time. I cried when I went to college. But when I was, yeah, <laughs> you probably went early. Yeah, I cried then because. But by, by the time I got to New York, it was like I was already. I already had this little candy coated shell. Yeah, yeah. So I had, I had a thin shell around me, but I was still, you know, I still was green. You know, yeah. here, here it is. All these people that are used to the New York way. Mm-hmm. It was all over me. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm talking about everybody. You know what I mean? Everybody that I came in contact with, it was just like, it was very fast for me. And so that was a barrier for me. You know, getting my master's degree, getting my bachelor's degree. I was the first one. I was the first, well, in my immediate Immediate family. family, (laughs) Because my Mm -hmm. family, even though my mother was a nurse, she got her degree Mm -hmm. from, uh, she got a degree from a community college and she kind of went the, you know, the the slower route. My dad was a truck driver and a dope boy. Oh, 
Uh, Vaughn's daddy said, dope. 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 Oh, no. Vaughn's dad is dope. No, he's a good guy. He's a good guy, though, man. He did that, man, but he, he showed, he showed, he, he wasn't, you know, too shabby on, you know, showing people how to make money and stuff. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think, uh, you know, the, the phrase breaking barriers, it can happen at different levels. Yeah. And you don't know where that road right. is going mm-hmm. to take you. So I do applaud you. I had another question. How do you feel about uh, not being able to use your, I get, do we call it uh, dialect? dialect? How do you Accent. feel about having to, to re, uh, repress that and have to talk another way as opposed to talking like how you used to? How do you feel about that? Well, Patois is really not like... Uh like a, a an official language you know well, what but i mean it's still, you have right like it's a caribbean it. yeah. accent yeah. i mean when i was in the virgin islands i was definitely able to to bring it out a little bit more you know uh-huh. and then um when yeah, i it's, yeah, now yeah. i'm feeling comfortable so now i'm really, <laughs> so now some words are coming up but um it, when i switched to being on air it's just a formality that i have to follow like like everybody else you know and i feel like i you know, there's new and upcoming journalists who are black women. You know, there's a diversity of, of women that are coming out that are able to be themselves, themselves. right? And wear right. that hair right. big right. and curly yeah. and wear these, uh, you know, awesome little outfits. I was right. not in that generation. Right. It's so generation. it's so hard for me to like make that switch, right? I I was in news at a time where it was like my hair had to be super straight, um, the way I couldn't wear, you know, I had to wear blazers. I couldn't wear the sleeveless. When did, when did that um, change? I mean, I think I mean, that started to change. I want to say like maybe 2016, 2017. That wasn't even that long. I jumped in the game 2009. Okay. As soon as I gra- as soon as the year I graduated from college, I was. It's old school news. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the. Like there was times where my news director would. It was. It was. It (laughs) changed, right? Like we weren't reading tweets on air and stuff like that. Like there was no social media life. You know what I mean? Um, We have social media reporters. Like it's. It was a different ball game when I first joined news. Like it was the old school way, and sometimes I do miss it because it was so official, right? Absolutely. And 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 clean looking, and now it's like it's like. Whatever. Right. Oh my God. But you take somebody out of the streets and we can Right. And you know what? And all this training I've had. You know what? (laughs) Seriously, because what's happening now is, you know, when you graduated from college in broadcast journalism back in the day when I graduated, which doesn't really seem that long ago, but it is, you know, you had to go to one of the smaller markets to make all your mistakes. And what's happening now is, you know, these companies are becoming so cheap where they are hiring students that are out of, you know, just got out of college in these bigger markets for Mm. less money, right? Mm. Like back in the day, you would get a job in Dallas for maybe 150, right, as a reporter. And now you can get a job right out of college in Dallas for 50, 60. But that student right out of college wants that job because they get to say they're in market five. So it's like, Things have changed. Urban reporting. What does urban mean in, in your world? What is, what is urban? urban? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That, that. Urban. That's what I want to know. So <laughs> let, let me ask you this, and this and this is just being fully transparent. Yeah. So in, in your industry, is it safe to say that that is a predominantly Caucasian dominated world. I mean, again, I don't see a lot of 
our faces on the news every day and and how do you again that that's a barrier that you constantly have to have to overcome and and show that you know we can we can be that we can compete and we're we're at that that same level so you know i i I watch cnn all day you know so i i get happy when i turn it to your station because of your face right it's it's a representation of a, a group of people that may otherwise not be heard and to us, to mm-hmm. our community, the minority community, the black community, that's pretty significant. You know, mm-hmm. to the rest of the world, they just see you on TV. But to us, that is that that's groundbreaking. Right. You know what I mean? So like, do you do you feel that you have to fight those hurdles on a day to day basis? I you know what? I feel like here's here's the thing. And, and it's so um, th- there's so many levels to it. I feel like we've reached a point where there is more diversity than I've ever seen, okay. right? Yeah. And and probably for you, you probably don't see it, but for me, that's that's in it every day. I've okay. never seen so many women of color and you know Asians and Hispanics um, on the news than than ever before. Okay. And there was a time where we we really weren't there. You yeah. know what I mean? It really was a small little population of people. So what happens is. There's, there's in a news station, there are anchors and your anchor is your face of the station. That's who you'll see behind the desk. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they look beautiful. They're, they're, they're pitching to reporters who are outside mm-hmm. who are doing the live reporting. So I think there wasn't at one point, there wasn't a lot of black anchors, right, anchors. at the desk, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Who are the, who are the Correct. staple of that desk? Right. Like that's. Right. That's the big money. That yeah. that's the face of the station. That's the promos. That's, that, that's all of it, right? right. That's showtime. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I mean, just in Minneapolis when I was le- working at uh, ABC in Minneapolis, I was promised that I would be fill in anchor, that I would be anchoring on the weekends. And when I got there, I got to tell you, when I got However. there, I was. <laughs> I it was two. It was three black people that worked in the entire station mm. in Minneapolis. Mm. In the well, entire right. station. The two janitors and who? You know, one was the cook. <laughs> one was the cook. There and I go. was That's one three. of the reporters. And there was another reporter, right? There was two reporters. The with the key. <laughs> it's so sad, right? It's hey, so sad. <laughs> It's so, it's so Raymond. sad, but that's the reality of things, right? And I never got the opportunity to anchor at that station. Mm. And I'll tell you the truth. Like, I'm, I think that's one of the worst stations I've ever worked at. I have never felt, I've never not felt like myself mm. in but, any place, right, right? right? And they were the station when my contract had ended in Maryland. They were the station that was willing to offer me the most money. And, and that's where I went. And I think that was a hard lesson to learn because that taught me that money does not matter, right? right? right. Like, learned. because I learned to have you some learned. tough skin right. because, yes. um, you know, I've known my husband for maybe 10, 11 years, and he's got this outlook on life where he is very comfortable in his skin and he knows how to operate <laughs> around white people. Shout out to his name. Shout out to my brother. He knows that, right? Like, <laughs> and I always had this approach to life where don't say that. Like, that's not true. Like, oh, he's going to treat you that way because of that. Right. Like, that would be mm-hmm. me, right? But when I got to Ain't Minneapolis, no when I got to Minneapolis, I don't think I've ever been reminded so much in my life that I was a black woman, mm. right? Mm, I've never, and I think I needed to go there to feel that because I'm from the East Coast. Like, it's so different Different, there. You know what I mean? 
Um, I'm, the first week I got there, I was trying to learn my way around the streets and I cut some guy off and I had no idea. And he was parked next to me. So I was rolling down my window to say, sorry, like, I'm so sorry. He, he was like, you, you <laughs> he called me the N-word. Oh, and I was uh, like, mom, somebody just called me the N-word. I've never been called the N-word. Yeah. And she was like, she was like, Cleo, she was like, you got to let that roll off your back. Right. Like you, you gotta, you, you know, you gotta adjust. Yeah. So it was very, very hard. You know, in Minneapolis, it covered the shooting death of Jamar Clark, Philando Castile. It was just, yeah. it was, it well, was, was there I was, was there, there then oh, and wow. I was in the thick of it. I was wearing, you know, bullet, bulletproof vests while reporting yeah. out in some oh, of these protests. Goodness. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, it was. So I know it was know, a whole George Floyd. That oh, yeah. So it. that brings yeah. me back. Yeah. I know exactly what was happening in Minneapolis. I know why those buildings burned down. Well, it yeah. was, you, you it was know, necessary. it was another. It was another moment, right? It was necessary for you, um, And that's why I left Minnesota. Like, I just couldn't be there. It had killed my entire soul. Like, yeah. it was just, well, it was hard. Has to die. Has yeah, to die in order to it did. Right. It did. And it right was very much necessary. It did. So it's funny because when people come, you know, people in my station now are like, you know, they complain about things. I'm like, please, this well, is this is heaven this to is, me. I'm right, like, right, right. This is light work. I ain't got no issue. This, right. this ain't money. nothing. It's and easy money. And that's what I was thinking. It was very necessary mm -hmm. for your growth. It was. Very that was. necessary. But the beauty of it is you got to, you got to see that side. Right. And you, now you're getting to see, you, can, you, you, you have a, a chance to see of yeah, else. Right. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean. And I pre and I I appreciate yes. you know who who my husband is, and I appreciate I I just I have a different outlook on everything because of that contract and that experience. And that's something I wanted to dive into in, in, twin, so. in the Twin Cities again. Your husband, aka my big brother. Um, yeah. So I mean, shameless you, plug. Shameless plug. <laughs> I, lo I love you, bro. <laughs> Um, I love you too. What up, cousin? <laughs> what up, cousin? That 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 yeah, must Tavia. that you must be, and I don't want to say a rock and a hard place, but I mean, you are exposed to both ends of it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, in today's climate, and I've had my side conversations with my brother, but you know, again, your husband, my brother, is a you know law enforcement. Mm -hmm. So in today's climate, with everything that's been going on recently, I mean, how do you battle? between you know the two worlds between you know understanding law enforcement's position right right but being upset with some of the positions we see law enforcement take right. you know mm -hmm. in today's climate mm -hmm. you know what i mean there's good cops and bad cops but with you being married to someone in law enforcement and then again having issues you know i, I know you care about what's going on in society 100%. today you know how what do those talks look like you know emotionally you know it's where does that put you it's difficult. It is so difficult because I understand the anger and uh, the frustration that we are all going through, right? Especially yes. when it comes to uh, police brutality and, and and not making sense of things. How did that happen, right? Yeah. Like, why was Philando Castile shot like that inside of his vehicle? What happened to Jamar Clark? Did he really need to be shot while handcuffed and in his back? And then even both Mjan, like, what the hell happened there? And, and then we talk about Tatiana Jefferson. Mm. She was freaking playing video games in, in her, her bedroom her with her nephew and you shot through a bedroom window? Like how does that make sense? And yes, because I have all those questions, I do go to my husband and I'm like, "Babe, what like where in was the, the rationale? Manual, like yeah. how did that happen, mm -hmm, right?" Mm -hmm. And he will say, "Babe, it does it, 
it doesn't make sense. It does. He can't even explain right. it, right? Because there's no justifiable reason why it went there, especially with Chauvin and and George Floyd, right? right. Like it just it doesn't it doesn't make sense. And my husband, he didn't he didn't wake up and say I want to be a police officer. He went to Johnson and Wales in Miami to become a chef. Facts. Right? Wolfgang like <laughs> I got my I got my own chef at home. I don't cook. I do, but he is such a good, he is such a good <laughs> he is such a good cook, but you know, he went to school to be a chef, realized that the hours are are mm. freaking crazy and this and is not he what nice. he wants, right? And he wants <laughs> You were gone before me. <laughs> I did. Him we all did. Uh, <laughs> I'm like not even knives. going there. They're smart, but they like not. <laughs> he still, he has a, his ass his own knife. I know he does. He does. He does. Gang, he does. gang. That's my, that's my little brother. <laughs> and he loves you, Bomb. But um, um, so then he realized, like, you know what? What what can I do that's gonna make a difference? And that's when he went to the police academy. It's been ten years now that he's wow. been with uh, Dallas County Sheriff's Office. And yes, you know, it's a battle. I mean, sometimes my own husband tells me to tell to not to tell people that he's a police officer because right. people don't like police officers right, right now, and right. that is the truth, right? They but I can't even tell you. Right, but I can't even tell you. But now with Gen Zers, there's a generation of yeah. of, of young white people that don't like them as well, right? right. They are very they're at the heads of the lines yes. for the Black right. Lives Matter. When you protests. see the protests, that's all you see. Yes, you see it firsthand. Yes, yes, yes. It's not right. Right, right. right. But, too, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm don't bump too hard now. <laughs> hey, queen. Oh, 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 wait a minute, well, it just took me back when I was like, it's none of us. It's right. So so that's funny that you say that because one of my girlfriends, her name's Michelle, and she's a white woman, and she goes to all of these Black mm -hmm. Lives Matter mm -hmm. protests, and she has told me that coordinators come up to her and say, we want to have the white people at the front because they are less abrasive to officers. They are yes. not going to hurt you. And I'm mm. like, they really said that to you? So that's, I don't know if that's systemic, true, if that's man. fact, yeah. right? Systemic. But. I don't know. I mean, that that was interesting that she said that. You know what I mean? She didn't regurgitate it's that true. from anywhere, right? Um, but I mean, I think what we need to shine a light on is that, I mean, my husband will come home and tell me about the issues within the police department that are happening that are racially motivated. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's so many times where he will see a white officer, you know, have to either arrest a black man or 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 have that type of involvement. He will right. tell him back off. Like yeah. you're being a little too aggressive. Like right. let me take care of this, right? right? Yeah. Uh, even when they had they had a, a a moment to honor George Floyd in the department, and all of the officers were expected to come down to like their luncheon area and kneel for for six minutes and forty eight seconds. You know how long that officer had his knee on George Floyd's neck, and not one off, not one white officer showed up. Oh, yeah. you know, not one white officer showed up, and it hurt him, yeah. right? It hurt him because had it been anything else that was a call of show of support, right? Everyone would be there, right? So where were y'all? Like, take, so it, so it's that. those and type of things. We're supposed to be brothers in blue, take, right? That, that, and that's and that's what hurt him. That's what hurt him, but that's reality. Mm -hmm. right? Also, it's the beauty of being on both sides, right? the beauty of being old being able enough to see, to see yeah. the struggle right. then mm -hmm. and see where we're going now. Because right. people that been woke up a long time ago, mm -hmm. we've been waiting it's true. for this day. We've been waiting to see more black faces on TV. Mm -hmm. 
Right. We've been waiting for Absolutely. people to rise up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we've been on both sides. We know right. what it feels like to have to fit into a box yeah. in order to 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 get to this certain Absolutely. Uh, get to this certain level. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And, and we always what... had to be something that we wasn't. Yeah. Right. right. You know, yeah. and fit into like we have to fit in somebody that we're not. Yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah, not. You know, true. we put we put in a circle in a in a right. square, square space. Yeah, right. You know, right. I mean, anytime someone you know is is I I did this commentary about you know officers and that you know yes there are many that are, that are bad but there's so many that are actually looking out for absolutely. us right and people came for me on Twitter they did and um you know you you really can't fight with people on Twitter because right. you know they're going to be right yeah. you know but i i always go back to the saying my dad always said if you want to make change you got to be deep in in that place where the change is happening right? right so if there's there's shit that's happening in the police department like the fact that we have so many black officers that work for DPD and Dallas County Sheriff's office i mean can you can you even tell me a time i got to really do the research but can you tell me a time where a black officer shot an unarmed black man because i really Right. I can't even tell you that, yeah. right? right? Like I can't, right. unless there, unless it did happen, and I don't know the don't history. Know right, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've never heard no national story yeah. of that, 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 right? That goes to teacher. You know, we, we're taught as uh, young black men and young black women how to handle ourselves in public. Yeah, but you see, know, and that's what I hate. This and that. I, you're right. Yeah, but that was but for the, the fact that, that we have safety. But the fact that, that we yes. have to walk within those guidelines and other races can be free to do free as to they do will, you know what I mean? Right. As a black man, I walk out of my house every day by a playbook. There's a rule book, and I don't step outside of those lines. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for a Caucasian male, the playbook doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. He can do whatever, he can do whatever say whatever, act whatever and the way that he not wants. Where we're and, to be. and even though we're that's talking Go ahead, but I was gonna say and that's even at work. I know you're like a news anchor, but like even in corporate America, you you don't see a lot of black CEOs or a lot mm -hmm. of black people owning unless it's a black owned business. You don't see someone black running Xerox mm -hmm. or ADT or anything like no, that. And so don't. Um, I think it's great. Like you said, you were a reporter in Minneapolis, but here in Dallas, you're able to be an anchor. Yes. We're able to visualize yep. and see that like we had a black president. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a lot of times when we're able to visually see it, we can we can actually make it happen and i think that that's very important for us to be able to see that and to know that hey even though i'm playing by this rule book or what what have you i can possibilities are poss there. yes yeah, mm -hmm. yeah so mm -hmm. south dallas got you back I feel it. That black girl on TV, we know her. You supposed to be true. Facts. Triple D. Hey, hey. And they let me know, and I appreciate it so much. The fact that we can do both, though. Some people can't do both. Which is great. Can't put it back on. Step step out of pocket if you want to. Don't get too crazy. Cleo, Cleo's, hey, Cleo's untouchable. Don't get too you crazy. Know, She's protected. Don't, don't let the Twitter, you know, don't let the Twitter fights get you twisted. Twitter <laughs> thing is trying to trigger things. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, yeah she, <laughs> She's untouchable. She, she's protected. Black community is, is, is protecting Cleo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't make it up. Oh you can break some ass. <laughs> Hashtag. 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 Hasht
<laughs> try me if you want to. Right. Don't try me. Jesus. Try Jesus. Because <laughs> I throw hands. Pass that because I throw hands. <laughs> oh, man. So, so I, I, I want to get into the, the psyche and your experiences, right? So you've been in the game since, what, 2009, right? 2000, yeah, 2008 when 2008. I graduated college. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I, I want you to share with, and again, anybody successful, anybody that's made it has had trials and tribulations. Yeah, yeah. So I would like you to share with with us, with the you know the viewers, with the people listening, um, what has been your greatest, I guess, lesson learned throughout your career, and that could that could have been a failure for you know for all we know. But I mean, there there's things that catapult us you know, to, right. to the next level. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, a lot of people are trying to be entrepreneurs or they're chasing their dreams, even if it's in corporate America. But again, there are these barriers that we all have to overcome. And right. some of us get discouraged. <clears throat> mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I personally have been discouraged. I personally quit on a lot of things in life. You know what I mean? But for somebody to turn on the TV and see you every day, you know, I think it's important that you let them know that there have been failures you know, along the way. So what what are some of the the most valuable lessons that you've learned, you know, throughout your journey? I think, I think it really goes back to the fact that I had to tell myself that if I know where I want to be in life, you know what I mean? Like this, this is not my, my ending spot. This is my sweet spot for now, but I've still got a whole nother game plan. Right. And I think if I learned anything, it's to be okay with having a journey, right? Like trust the process. I think and, and trusting the process. I've I've talked to so many young journalists that will call me and say, Cleo, you know, I want to get my first job, but you know, it, they're they're not hired. The only station that's hiring me is in Montana. And I don't want to go to Montana. I want to be with my family. I'm like, well what do you want to do? Do you want to be with your family or do you want to be a reporter? Ooh. And mm. they'll say Mm. I want to be a reporter. Period. Right? I want to be a reporter. I'm like, well, guess what? You're moving to Montana. You gotta live uncomfortable, man. Um, you gotta be uncomfortable, especially when you're so early in your career, right? Mm -hmm. You gotta be willing to do any and everything. And I'm not saying like, you know, go be homeless and and live in your car and stuff, right? Like, (laughs) right? Like, I mean, exactly. I mean, (laughs) I don't know if y'all know, but Wendy Williams, she was living in her car in St. Croix US Virgin Islands and got her first radio job, right? Like, look at her now. Like, You know, um, if you don't stop, <laughs> oh I'm just saying, I'm just saying, everybody has their story, Everybody has, everybody, I mean, I, you know, I would have loved to, to stay home, right, and, and get a job close yeah. to home, but I freaking packed up two little suitcases, and I went to the Virgin Islands, and I didn't know not a damn person there, right, but... Yeah. It was the most uncomfortable and and crazy experience in my life to learn every, I've never even lived by myself. So to live by myself on an island, you know, thousands and thousands of miles away for, I can't drive to my family. So I got to catch a whole flight. The water's beautiful, but you can drive around the the island in an hour. Like you get bored, you know, Um, if you don't stop. It is. It was a beautiful At y'all got water. They got water. Nothing in Montana but Hannah. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana. 
are not as bad as some others. I'm right. Like, first, first world. Montana. First world true. problems, right? First world problems. It's true. Hey, my my iPhone broke. Yeah. Motherfuckers over there starving. It's true. It's true, but but it but it you know it's back to just um I, having that game plan in your head, right? Yeah. Like whatever. It may not happen overnight. I'm so concerned because. There's a, a generation of young people, the the Gen Zers, right? My my youngest brother's in that Microwave group, generation. and you know they're they're in this generation where they grew up with social media, where right. it's something new, right? They're instant celebrities, and the uh, motto of work and hard work and that? and being is is foreign to them. Like huh. this should happen overnight, Microwave. right? Like, Popcorn. This is they not. Know, they don't know what this is do. not it, right? I want to make green. They don't know you have right. It's not yeah. You had a cracker jack. Right? Yeah, you were, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They, so they weren't with you yeah, shooting. In, they they weren't with us shooting in the gym. They, they were, you were shoot with me in the gym. <laughs> and then, like, exactly. But I want to be you. You don't. We see the scene. No me and my friends. I'm so appreciative of where I'm at in my life mm-hmm. right now because I got older friends and I have friends that's my age and I have younger friends. Mm-hmm. But I've been through so much. Right. I've been through so much. So don't get this smile twisted. You know what? Don't. If you don't Zip it. Don't. And I always smile when, I, when you see You me. are. You are. Okay. Don't think it's always been you nice. You are. Don't think it's always been nice. I didn't see him. I didn't see them throw a uh, baby. Uh. <laughs> huh? Oh, yeah. I got a little. Baby. What's the thing called? <laughs> I'm sorry. Baby, a crib. I didn't see him throw a baby crib. <laughs> I don't want another story. Well, I, don't want another I was story. going through. Well, when, when I first met Corey, uh-huh. I'm sorry, CP is real. Hey, <laughs> for the viewers. Uh, for the viewers. Yeah. Back in uh, 2003, baby. 2003. Oh my god. So um, I met his parents, and Corey and them were still, you know, fairly young. And so uh, we've been. We, we were able to relate to their family because me and my wife. We're in the same like spot. Yeah. yeah. Our, me and their father, would, uh, we'd, we would leave because we had jobs that wasn't here. Mm-hmm. So the moms were there with their three boys. Mm-hmm. We get, My wife got three boys. Crazy? My ex-wife had three boys, and there's three of them. So they were able to connect like that, and we were gone for extensive amounts of time. And so we created our bond like that. So we became invested into the Polk family. And the Pope family became invested in us. So we watched each other's back and the, the wives, you know, took care of each other. Right. You know what I mean? And so and so those times really created our bond. And so uh, we met each other at the same time. We also almost divorced at the same time. <laughs> yeah, all right. Can we not get to that okay. point? Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. So, Got us no. No, but, but you know, that, that's a part of life, man. That's a part of life. That's a part of life, man. So I was there. I was there through their parents, through, through his parents' divorce. I remember the tears because I was there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I was there with mine. And so Corey got, I'm sorry, CP got a chance to witness one of the times where I got, you know, it, and nothing hits that level 10 that's, you know what I'm saying, we rocking and rolling and that thing, and then we trying to figure it out, and and we, it was one of those moments and Corey was over there, and uh, 
that I got angry. <laughs> I got angry probably from one of the first times, Corey. It was a, he ain't never really. You scared me. I want to know what the baby thing was. Like, what was the baby thing? Since 2003, how many times have you seen me mad? That's the only time. So what Okay, happened? okay, she was the only person that could get to me. As a, that's that's seriously, I, now that you I know because that was my because she knew yeah. me and I knew yeah. her. Right. And that's crazy. She that knew you, I was invested. Yeah. I was invested into her. That's crazy because you know I know your character and we've spent yeah. a lot of time together. Yeah, right? we we twenty years deep into a friendship. Yeah, and I can so, honestly say that is the only time in almost twenty years I've actually. He never saved me losing. I lost it. I lost it. What did you do? What happened? Well, can we get to that point? Can we get to the build up? Okay. Hold on. Wait. Wait. Where did my story? Cleo, Cleo, baby. I, we, Cleo didn't stop, we didn't stop your story. We didn't stop your island. Easy on the head. We let you change your voice. Not do all this shit on the show. We let you do all this shit on the show. Wagwan, Wagwan, eh? We let you do all that Wagwan and all that other shit. And no disrespect. That's some of that Generation Z shit. No disrespect, even though they disrespected you. I'm like, what the fuck you just disrespected me? No, they do that. No disrespect, motherfucker. You already did it. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, anyway. So we had uh, man. We just reached the climax at this point, man, because I really wanted it to work. This is my first time going through that, oh, and that's man. part of the journey and part of the process. You have to fall in love with, right. and you realize that down the road. That you needed that for your personal growth. Right. You needed that. It's a beautiful process. But not at that time. And I was angry, man. And I got angry with her because we were having communication issues. I w- we were not able to connect. And I wasn't able to understand her. And she wasn't able to understand me. And we were both athletes. And so she was aggressive towards me. And I let her know, I can I can do something to you if I felt like it. <laughs> I said, don't don't take my kindness for and my love for you for weakness. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because I've always been here for now you. Now watch me throw this baby and crib said, out the window. <laughs> yeah, and she pissed me off. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, the baby's in there. <laughs> wait, wait. No, Let me grab the baby. We have to clear that up. No, wait a minute. No, we was it was just me. Oh, it was just me, her. I believe CP in the, in, the, in my media room. Why was you? I was no nah, because we yeah, we neighbors, yeah, man. We invest. We invest to each other's families yeah. now, so we tight. Literally, okay? my dad's house. Are you in it? You just nah. yeah. So when I went there, his cook, dad's house. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, is, I didn't go over there for an argument. Like I was. No, nah, he was just over there. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, just yeah. over there. Yeah. So okay, so I was over there, and in his face, he was just like. I wish you could have seen his face. He was like, "Oh my god, big homie that blew his fucking." Head. Yeah, I mean, his him and her was like, and I was like, "Oh my god, and I, and oh my gosh!" She didn't poke the bear too much. Oh my god, I was like, oh, "Man." You see me if I would have threw the baby crib out the window? Oh, my God. We try to... I want to know, too. I want to know, like, when do we get to the baby crib? So, a portable baby crib. A collapsible? Oh, the pack and play. Pack and play. Shout out to pack and play. 
in the media room because we would we would put the baby in that one sometimes. My younger son Roman was born in 2007. He was probably like he was less than two years old. So he was still he was still a toddler, so he was very young. And it was sitting in the room, and we we and her, me and her was going back and forth. And Corey was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> why is that like that?" First of all, he's because he's tall. She said something. Oh my god, me. And she was fucking with me, and and, and I picked up that baby, collapsed the thing, and I threw it. He threw it like a disc. <laughs> no, yeah, I threw it. And I threw it. I threw it across Woo! the room, but I purposely Woo! threw it past her. <laughs> I said, "No, that could have been." <laughs> Big homie. Oh, wait, wait, what did you say? I said it could have been you if I really wanted it to be. This is all fun and games, guys. Shout out to Plaque and Play. Shout out yes, to oh my God! God. <laughs> but I did say that. But we get to those. Oh, hey, that could have been you. But those, <laughs> for those of us who are married, and I got married at 24 years old. Oh, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I was young and I, and I was <laughs> still full of testosterone. It was like, oh my God. I was like, I dare you. You were 24. Yeah, I got oh. married at 24 years I old. That was normal. No, I got married at 23, and I had my sons at 24 and. 25. Could have been you. Yeah, I told her. I told her she pissed me off. This could have been you. She, I'm still on that. Yeah, she, I, yeah. She had, you, I, you better I, be lucky. Reason, we lucky. Like, <laughs> this could have yeah, been you. She was a she was a too. She was a she was an athlete, and so she had a certain level of of uh of of being stubborn and. And a certain level of pride about her. She was she she didn't let people fuck with her. You know right. what I'm saying? So we going. She was fucking with me that day. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not an arguer at all. I'm about trying to get shit together, and you know what I'm saying. But you never Let's hit her, forward. so that was absolutely. But not. I didn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And I grew up in the household. Right. Like that. It just almost. No, 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 no. I, I didn't. I, I know I'm never supposed to lay my hands on a uh, woman. No, I did not. I did not hit I her. I did I not know. hit her. For the, the record, Big Homie did not hit her. Nobody was damaged. Big Homie is a lover, not a fighter, yeah, baby. He's Superman I, lover. I had probably one fight my entire life. Superman. Like, for real, man. I'm a, because I'm usually peaceful. I'm able to get along with people. Right. But, it ain't like, that you're able to get along with people. It's just, they scared of your ass. Exactly. <laughs> You you could be a selfish. You could be a, you could be a selfish. <laughs> look, look, I, got, hashtag, I don't care. Hashtag he love knives. The thing with you. Don't do that. Don't do that. Hey man, don't, don't do take that. it back to 2003, Corey. Yeah, I mean, CP the real. Not 2003, Corey. You don't need to jump up and change my story let, let, because you want to make a pump for You're going to tell you. You're going to spoil Let's yours. talk about that ketchup in front of your street. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's not do that. So back to manifesting our dreams. Yes, back to manifesting our dreams. Cleo, like I said, man, I, I think that... Uh, we changed. Oh, man. This because is so up is real now. That's the way the world is. We want to hear the dirt. Shade room. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, man, again, I, I think Blood that you are... Shade. You are a vision Try of Jesus. success. <laughs> Your vision of success. You are a vision of. My bad. Of... That was my point. My <laughs> Jesus, not me. We got you. And point. that's what I told her. That's so it. I'm done since yeah. you didn't let me stop my. <laughs> I said, Try Jesus. And don't try me. And that's when, oh, that's when the baby crib went. That's when the baby crib went. And she it. was like. To show your strength. 
And oh she was like, homie, but she's day. always she she know how to press my buttons, and she didn't. I didn't <laughs> have to. I didn't have to stop her. I didn't have to stop her too. She didn't call me the MF. You know, Kill you. I was like, oh, oh, no, look, we're not going to go. Look, we're not going to go in there. God is dope. God is dope, bro. God is dope. But that was then, though. Right. But we the best friends now. We we better friends now than we ever <laughs> everywhere when we were married. No lie, I talk to her every day. Okay. Like, why the hell are we talking so much? Aww. We ain't talking as much when we was married. Right, I don't think a husband like that. But Ooh, <laughs> I mean, oh, I know. Okay, okay. Hey, but I don't think it. I mean, he's not supposed to. But I, it's not. Like, it's not. Like, oh my! Anyway, but anyway, manifest your dreams. Hey, that, it's, it's more of a respect thing. Because all right, hey, hey, hey big shut homie, up. shut up. Shut up. Look, that's Showtime. I got to him. Facts. Too many. Show <laughs> Facts. Facts. One Twelve. Uh, I drink one drink. <laughs> uh, now, nah, sister, I love you, man. I, again, I think that you are a, a vision of success for the black community. I Thank think that you. you are a vision of hope and, and what can be. Um, I want to take, I want to leave the, the listeners and the viewers with, you know, some, some wise words. Um, what would be, you know, if you could write a letter to the next, you know, little girl, and we go, you know, this is this is, you know, secret man. This is the next black little girl. You know what I mean? Like right in today's climate and in this show, man, we are constant advocates of the black community, constant advocates of you know our growth and our acceleration, our and our progression, um, in our position in this world. So you're writing a letter to the next black little girl. You know, what is that piece of advice that you would tell? Mm. And that could be a letter to to your future daughter. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, what what is that next? You know what does that letter look like? From How Cleo am I starting Bell? this off? Am I? I've seen this show, so am I doing do no, or we, something? No, we're not there yet. Oh, I thought yet. I no, thought it was not that wise time. words from Cleo. Wise, wise words from Cleo. Right okay, if you don't stop, no, it would be if I was writing a letter to. A little black girl who could have been myself years and years ago, mm. I would say, You are beautiful. You are confident. Do not look for validation in this world. Remember that you are smart. Remember that you can learn anything that you want to learn. Remember that if no one teaches you how to succeed, you can still succeed. I would tell that little girl that the world is your oyster. Don't be afraid to have friends and mentors of all different colors, right? We can learn something from from everybody. Mm-hmm. I would tell that little girl to invest in yourself, mm-hmm. right? Invest in yourself. I'm talking about financial literacy. I'm talking about reading and being knowledgeable of what's happening in our world and knowing what's going on in the universe, right? Knowledge is power when you can be able to come to the table and know a little bit about everything. <clears throat> that means so much, right? Yes. Um, I would tell that little girl that don't let anyone stop you in your tracks the the main thing i guess for me is to stop looking for validation from people because you won't get it when you're right. doing good mm-hmm. right. you won't of course. Mm-hmm. right you'll get it when you're doing when when you're doing bad right like 
people always be your friend when you're not doing so good. But don't be afraid to to shine a light on yourself. This world, you know, we all have friends and family, but it's really a lonely place, right? If, if you believe in God, if you have a relationship with a higher power, like invest in that and what makes you happy because that's what's going to keep you going. Depression is, is the number one killer of so many young people these days because, right, like it will really take a toll on you, especially with social media and, and seeing everybody's highlights in life. Right. Stop, it's right? Like that's not reality. Everyone's posting what's what's good in their life. That is not... That is not a, a real thing. So it's to my young people who who that is their reality, right? Don't don't remember that that is just a highlight reel of everybody's life. And you can have that as well. But there are struggles with everyone's picture that you Absolutely. see. So to my little girls out there, anything is possible. Anything is possible. And you have such an amazing platform. I mean, you could literally affect millions of people from your own bedroom with the power of social media and being virtual, especially during this, this pandemic. So to my little girls, you know, you're not, you are unstoppable. Well, green, God damn it. Come on now. Shut up. Drop the mic, baby. God damn it. My sister's better than yours. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. Man, it's hard to segue into this next session because you got us all deep and in, in, in focus. So we're gonna let you have fun. Keep it right there. Yeah, Can we? Are we gonna have fun? Yeah, we're gonna have yes. fun. Yeah, okay. Keep it yeah. right yeah. there because I love. You know, I'm about that. I'm about oh, that Lord. intellectual shit. You yeah, know, yeah, let's yeah. push through that, that. That mental, that mental yeah, stimulation. Yeah, let's push through, baby. Absolutely. <laughs> no, because we know the struggle. It's older people know it. You know, people like she said. Depression, depression is is a sickness. I've learned that yeah, this year. My son went through depression. For somebody like me to be so mentally and spiritually strong, to what nothing gets to you like your kids. Mm-hmm. You hear me? You know how strong I am, dude. For my son to go through that, that shit cracked me down the middle. Mm-hmm. No lie, I cried more. Me and his, me. That's why me and their mama close. We didn't cry more together. This year that we ever have mm-hmm. when we was married. It's real. Our it's children real took us through that. Our children took me because I'm passionate about my children. Mm-hmm. I'm passionate about their mom. I appreciate the fact that she carried them. Because that's that that's my baby mom. Right. You see what I'm saying? I was there with her. I, 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 I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to say. That's a different type but of that's, love. But I watched what she went through. I was there with her. And I appreciate her for, for bringing, for being that carrier mm-hmm. to introduce my children to this world. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I watched what she went through because I remember her when she was 19. And I see her now. You see what I'm saying? I was there with you. Mm-hmm. And so... I appreciate that. And so anything that's about the journey is beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot about that, about depression and what people go through. And I learned a lot about myself. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot about myself this year. And um, depression is serious. It is. It is, man. It's and they killer. need people. It's a killer. Yeah, it is. It is, man. You know, for somebody to go through all the stuff like you did, having to fit. Have to be a, having to be a different shape to fit into a different mold. I know what that feels like. I know what that feels like. So I can appreciate these times. Mm-hmm. But for those in Generation Z who think things are microwave 
they don't get to see the beef. They mm-hmm. don't get to see the meat on the sandwich. They get to see a full sandwich made. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, it's our changed. job to help us. It is. I'm sorry, them. It it's our job to help them mm-hmm. and help others, help others in the community catch up. Right. It's our job. And yeah. sometimes we step into places that we don't necessarily volunteer for. Mm-hmm. I've learned it about myself in the COVID era. In the COVID, COVID era. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've learned that stuff that about myself. Yeah. People need your strength. People need your motivation and your power, influence, mm-hmm. and your impact. Your energy. Or just your face. Mm-hmm. Does more than what you think it does. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's no. what I'm saying. Yeah. I, and I don't even think that you realize that, no, sister. No, I don't. Because I've been through so much. No, nah, I mean, you get up like... and you get on the news every day. And, and somebody that's just feeling like shit could turn on the channel see you talking and be like okay, all right let's keep going i can do this uh, let's keep going mm-hmm. let's keep going well, it, takes a it. Process to, it takes a process to realize that i don't think my words mean anything to anybody i don't think my journey meant anything does, to yeah. anybody you can always inspire i look somebody. i have looked at you my whole life brother i love you i've looked at you my whole well, life i love you too all the times i've look. saved you I've and looked, the i've all looked the times at I've saved i have looked at you my whole life and you have taught me what not to do. Not from my experience, but from my words, too, man. Yeah. I always looked out for them. Yeah, did. No, no, don't do this. Don't man, do this. I ain't going to never lie to them. Uh-huh. I've never lied to them, and I never will. You know what I'm saying? I'm, my, my, my people, if people say they love you or they mess with you, they supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so we have to have the tough conversations. Mm-hmm. That's we right have up. to. That's we right have up. to. That's, That's what right I'm up. here for. That is real. I am an extension of your parents. Even though I stay across the street, I'm still an extension and of your parents. And that relationship is like gone. You rarely see that happen these right. days. No, nah, people want to be, be against me. Ain't Nobody's ain't gonna, gonna be gone between me and the Pope. I know. No, we tied together for life. I know. You know what I mean? I know. You're not gonna so mess offended. with none of them. So You're not gonna mess it. with none of them. Heavy on the Pope. Heavy, heavy on the Pope. So we got Cleo Green on the show today, aka Cleo Polk. Keep we're not we're not gonna dive we're not gonna dive into that, but understand that she's a Polk. I am legal. for life. She's a, for life, for life yeah, baby. You better talk, baby. You better talk. Um, but we're gonna dive in at we're gonna dive in ask Cleo real quick. You know, we want All right, to, there yeah, we go. Yeah, we we want the people oh. Yeah, we we want the people to get a feel. I thought you know, we didn't have much time left. Girl, we got all the time. Don't worry about it. It ain't no script with all the I gotta go to work anymore. <laughs> God damn it. We got all the goddamn time in the world. I wanna know and we can go around the table, but I got a few questions for you. Um I wanna know. What motivates Cleo Green? When you wake up in the morning, what motivates you? What motivates me? Passion. I love what I do. I love what I do. Even though I wake up at freaking 1.30 in the morning for my job, I mean, I can't think of anything else in this world that I would would rather do, right? right? Mm -hmm. Unless I'm some multi-billionaire and I could just live by the beach Mm -hmm. and call it a day. But I I absolutely love what I do. I love writing stories. I love knowing at all times what's going on. I love the news. I do. I, I generally have a passion for my job, and that is what motivates me to get up every morning. I genuinely love what I do. I do. I really like, and not many people can say that. Like, right? Like, I really love my job. I do. I'm gonna put you in a rock and a hard place because probably some of your, you know, Caribbean family gonna disown you after this question. No, Um, but uh, what's the question? Caribbean food. Uh huh. Caribbean music. 
Okay. If you had to live without, which one? You got to choose oh one. Oh, Is it the food or is it the music? Which, which one feeds your soul, Cleo? <laughs> you can only have one. It's, you know what? It's the music or the food. I would have to have the Caribbean food. The food. I would. I couldn't live without that. Because, you know, I grew up on saltfish and ackee, curry chicken, oxtail, plantain, banana, oh, stew we go. chicken, wait, wait, wait. What, all the, of that. What's the shit I used to call bananas? Plantain. Plantain. <laughs> and then the plantain. Some people say, but it's plantain. Plantain. But the only reason, I, but I love my soca music. I love my reggae music. But I love that so many uh, American artists are like, mixing it into yes. there yes. right so i can still get the beat a little bit yes. if i had to do without one okay yeah mm, that was a tough question shut up food and music like seriously coming from the islands food and music it is. i can't do without the music look at <laughs> he like he like the, the wine wine the please I do. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Let <laughs> <laughs> me try to do a little wine. Okay. Come hey. on, big mom. Damn, it's that's big mom. Right <laughs> yeah. Oh, Larry. Hilarious, hilarious. I'll be ready to wine. That needs to be his ringtone. Oh, right. my goodness. I'll be ready to get to it. It speaks to my soul. It man. does. It speaks Both to my soul, too. And the music, man. We're all connected mm-hmm. like that, man. We so. are. We are. It'd be tough for me to lose because music is in my soul. Yeah. Well, I, I love the music too, day, but so. I could not lose the food. I couldn't. I can't live without the food, man. Food. The music does something for me. Yeah, you drinking shakes now? What you talking about? <laughs> shakes. Oh, wait, 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 wait. shakes and drinks, baby. Yeah. But you living without the Caribbean part. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Let's kick it over to the queen. The queen looked like she got she got she something. Got money. Yeah. 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 yeah, we're going to... Yeah, we're going to... Again, this is Ask Cleo. Go ahead. Ask Cleo. So, we talked about your best piece of advice. Yeah. Um, I want to know, what's some of the worst advice that you've gotten? The worst advice that or I've gotten? just period, the worst advice that you've ever received? direction in terms of career or personal life both Both. whichever whichever let's do both yeah both both. oh god okay in terms of in terms of career it would have to be uh, i remember my news director in the virgin islands told me that if i want to succeed in in stations in the mainland right in different states that i would have to Straighten my hair okay. more and look more white. Oh wow! She distinctly, she she distinctly she, told me that. Right? Oh, um, interesting. She told me that, and you know, because I used to wear my hair the the way it is now. Right? On my weekends, I love to wear my hair the way it naturally is Word. instead of straightening it. And for the viewers, the iron, this is know? her real hair. Oh, thanks, it. guys. Yes. it is her real. It is my real hair too. <laughs> But it, but it was that, you know, and I think I always just had that in my brain. So whenever, whatever station I went to, I was just, you know, trying to be like the white girls, like trying to, you know, you know, fit in like them. And that was the way it was. So I'm so thankful for, you know, this new, Mm, this new onset of things where I can come out and, you you know, really be who I am. You know what I mean? And I appreciate my station here in Dallas because, yeah. I mean, they embrace that, uh, yeah, yeah, more yeah, than bro. any other station yeah, in Dallas. The, drop yeah. the white girl accent yeah. and just go ahead and just be yourself. <laughs> I don't care. Pretty much without saying it. It's right? not white. It's just correct English, it. guys. Thank you. Well, True. True. Addiction. <laughs> Unurban. 
Unurban. I can't I write. I was watching the news. Unurban. Like, what does that mean? I said, is that a new word for black? <laughs> you know what? Because I'm, I'm not dumb. I'm not a dumb guy. I'm, I'm very heavy on words, and I listen to heavy people. Heavy on the words. What does urban mean? That's what I want to know. What did, when did you start saying? I never knew what that meant. Honestly. Urban. And you start saying urban. urban. That's your nice urban. way of saying black. Tell me black. what are you saying. It's true. Yeah. Tell me what are you is saying. It speak in English. Or is it black? It's true. Like, or what is it? It's true. I want to know that. I did, in in Philly, they would say inner city, and you know what inner city is. It means. went from inner city to mm-hmm. urban. I was like, ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah All right. Ooh. Now, what about in your personal life? Ooh, personal Uh-oh. life. It's been so much. You know, I think it would just be, I think it would be um, just old school advice from like people and, you know, the women in my family who are. Uh, Caribbean women. Um, they are, you know, the women in my family are very um, boisterous, very, just very headstrong, right? Be like, careful. Be careful. it's true. Like all, all the women in my family, you know, they've gone to college. They have these amazing jobs. They're, you know, one of them is a CEO, a civil mm. engineer, oh a doctor, talk a lawyer, like just, just all these walk that walk. big talk time that jobs, talk, you know money. what I mean? But I yeah. got to tell you, like in their marriages, Uh-oh. they are they the dog. Like the uh, top okay, dog yeah, no, no, no. in their oh. family, you know what There's I mean. There's a pecking order there, well, 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 right? Like they're the. And I'm just being honest, right? But anyway, don't do that. My poke glass. So what are you saying? What are their husbands? They're the big. They're the big dogs in their family, and I, you know, every woman in my family makes is the breadwinner in the family. You know what I mean? And and in that order, I kind of have grown grown up seeing them. I don't want to say taking advantage, but mm. kind of being a little, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Boisterous. A little, boisterous. not headstrong and, and, and boisterous, but almost talking down to their husbands, kind of right? So I've never seen, I've never seen yeah, a family in my life where the man was the, you know, the, no the big dog, right? Well, welcome like, to I the Pope family, baby. I haven't seen that. So, so because I've been raised and, and to see that, right? Like that's, Probably the reason why my father divorced my mom when I was in sixteen years sixteen years old, she right? Talked about it. No, because she, you know, she was just in that same circle too, right? Like not elevating my father, absolutely, gotcha. as she should, right? right? Gotcha. Like so, absolutely. I have to break a generational curse in my own family with my own husband and make sure that he is, you know, the man of our house. Mm-hmm. And you know what I right. mean? I'm not saying this is little house on the prairie. I'm saying like, I right. want my you husband to feel like, like he, is, is if the, you don't stop, <laughs> I want my husband to feel like he is the man, is the man, man. of he's the, the head of the house. You know what I mean? Oh, that yeah. he's right. taking he's care of us. Going, right. Going that way sometimes. Right. Like, but you know, we, we, you know, uh, we're in a phase <laughs> where, where we've moved to another spot and, you know, he's doing some things to this spot. And he had to tell me the other day, um, stop, you know, stop trying to be my supervisor. And I had to say, women, shit, like, okay, let me stop oh, trying boy, to supervise. Like, sometimes it's hard. Hard. Yeah, yeah, you know? Sometimes because we'll have a vision and it's like, you're not oh, understanding yeah. the vision and oh, I can just yeah, get the vision done. Right. So let me just so do I it. need to like, I'm trying to you teach myself yeah. like, Let's, let me do. Let me do. Like I got this, baby. It's, it's a team, right? So right. everybody, you got to play your position. Right. But I feel like today, in today's generation, the word submissive is so like looked down upon. Right. And but I don't in, even want to use that word. Right, right. Because it's like uh, people mm-hmm. like you think I'm just being a yes man, but it's like 
at the end of the day, you do want your husband to feel like a man. I do. I, I want him to feel like, We're you know, he's making some decisions for us. And because I've seen the men in my family, they wilt away like a little flower yes. and they, they don't say shit yeah. anymore. They don't go in Right? So go in your room. Yeah. That's not the view that comes on every day. Y'all can talk or sit down. It's like, yeah, their husband will be like, you know what? I'm going to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm older than everybody on here. But then it also, you know you, yes. We it's know so that y'all going to talk or sit down. But that goes, you know, it goes so it. deep. It's called the rope though. If you don't you know stop. rope If this, you don't stop. It is. We'll let you talk yourself to death until you're tired. <laughs> Have you ever watched Muhammad Ali? The yeah. The Thriller in Manila? Yeah. Okay, he let George Foreman beat and beat and beat, <laughs> beat until he got tired. Go ahead and talk your I'm shit. I'm going to knock your ass out. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to yeah, let you beat. do all that. <laughs> <laughs> until you get tired. But you don't learn that until you get to an older man. I'm going to let you talk yourself out. <laughs> because I can't out talk a woman. We can't, y'all. No. Y'all look burn us to the ground. It's I'm true. Glad you learned that. You learned that. And I'm learning. I'm learning. But, but you know what? That's still love from us because mm-hmm. we still, it's still love and respect. It's just we have submitted to that, and you have to do that a lot of times. <laughs> As a as a husband of a strong black woman, you gotta. And that's me. Like, and me sometimes I can be up. too much, and I know. And we know. And I know. So so what's what's next, man? Again, like I said, we know who you are today. We see you every day. But what's next? I mean, I I, I see greatness for you. Thank you. I, I support all of your success and in your future endeavors. So what is what is next for for Cleo Green? I mean, you've obviously achieved one of your dreams. Um, you know, at what you said, eight, eight, eighth grade or eight yeah, years old? Yeah, eighth grade. Eighth to be, grade. To become an anchor, yeah. So, so you're here, you're doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is, you know, a lot of people get complacent, you know what it's I mean? It's true. So what yeah. is, what is next for Cleo Green? I mean, what are your dreams? Ne- what can we, oh, God. I know you're doing a lot of, uh, yeah. speaking engagements. engagements like, I love yeah. that. I love that. I love seeing yeah. you on panels. I love seeing you at these you know, speaking engagements and motivating these young women um, on top of your nine to five. So again, what, what what's what's to come? I think my next step is, you know, for the past 12 years, it's all it's been about, you know, the drive and, and climbing this ladder. So I think mm-hmm. at this point in my life, I really just want to hone in on on North Texas and, you know, create an organization where I am helping young women and men get to where they want. But I'm taking a, a, a time, a moment, right, for as long as I can to kind of work on my family right. and, you know, to see if I can bring a life into this world. Like, that's where I'm at. And then the next stage would 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 try to be national. I would love to go national. You love to go so national? I, I do want to go national. I do. And, um, you know, I tell my husband, I'm like, if I can go national and you be a stay-at-home dad, that's what's going to happen. And he's like, I can't be no stay-at-home dad. I'm like, if we're making Robin Roberts money, you'll be a stay-at-home dad. Um, but yeah, that is my that is my end end goal, goal to be right? To be national. Um, but I want to be here for as long as WFA keeps me. So I'm enjoying well, we it, love it, and I love it here. Love Thank it. you. <laughs> but it's like I got to prove to myself that I can do it. So. <laughs> I I see that happening. Like I said, in in, in due time. I love uh, North Texas. We are going to, however, we're going to manifest Cleo's dreams. (laughs) You know, you have a. I want you to understand that you have 
a support system. Like you she have, the next Robin Robin. Man, you, I'm it. serious. Like yeah. you, you have an entire people. You have an entire community that is rallied behind you every day, whether or not you realize it or not. So you untouchable in these streets. Come on, you know you're the next like, Cleo Green. Yeah, Come man. on now, <laughs> Cleo Green is 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 safeguarded by the black community. She is uplifted by the black community. She is encouraged by the black community, and she is first and foremost protected by the black. Thank you, by the black community. With the knife collection, with the knife collection. We got you. We got you. We got you, man. You know what I'm saying. But I appreciate you on the, the show today, place. sister. I appreciate you uh, for uh, allowing me. us to dive into your shit, you know, all, 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 all evening. But uh, no, on, on, on to the next segment. Queen is out of control. Is she out of control? Yeah. You know. I need you to, I need you to reel her in. Uh, reel her in. <laughs> on to the next segment of the show. Okay. Again, you're familiar with this show. Um, and, and again, we appreciate your letter to the to little black girls. But this dear black people, you can cut. You know, it ain't got to no be. Button ain't no yeah, filter. Yeah, yeah, you, know I mean? you know what I mean? So, this is our segment of the show where we get to speak to the black community with anything that's, you know, on our hearts, in our minds, or on, on our, our souls. On our souls. Oh, you know what I mean? Good, bad, ugly, indifferent. You know, this is this is where, really ugly. <laughs> this is where we speak the truth, man. So, uh, we're going to kick it off with uh, Mr. Pofit. Let's go. And none of that, look. I wake up to you again. Yeah, I wake up to you at 6 a.m. every morning. Be the best that you can be and push yourself and get your ass out of... None of that motivational shit. You know what I mean? We, I get that shit on my timeline every day. That shit. I want that real. You know what I mean? I, I, want, that, I want that I real. I some real shit today. There we go. Mr. Polkfit, dear black people, back, like let's go. After, back. After, after three months, I ate it. <laughs> I'm back for season two, motherfucker. Let's, let's go, baby. Dear black people. Ah, oh, man. Dear black people. Wash your ass. <laughs> I'm going to say this one time, man. And Cleo, Cleo said it, and it kind of sparked my mind. Sparked my, sparked my head. Um, man, the only requirement to success is being uncomfortable, man. Like, stop mm. being fucking lazy. Like, stop trying to live in your old ways and you want to get to the next level in your life. You can't be, you can't live life comfortable. You have to live uncomfortable every day. Every day, take risks. Stop bullshitting with your life. Stop gaining weight. Go to the gym. I don't give a fuck what it is. Find a way to be a better you in every aspect. I don't care. Whatever you're, you've been thinking about since, Five years ago, one month ago, do that shit. Do that shit. Quit procrastinating. Quit being lazy. Get that shit done. That's it. That work. Uh, oh, that and work. one last, one last, one last thing. <laughs> I'm back, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's Look it. at it. That's All right, the Drop queen, the queen. Brought tears to that's it. I'm glad to have you back. <laughs> I can dig it. I can like, dig I'm the only one cussing while you was gone. No, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't cuss on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't cuss on the show. Do I, Terrence? <laughs> I don't cuss on the show. <laughs> Shout out to Terrence J. Hey, Hi, we're Radio Therapy I'm Network. I'm giving Terrence J. You know the big ups. That's give it, me because I don't forget the people. Get that man his shine. His flowers. I give people they shine and they can. You know he's the reason why we on here. Absolutely. You know Radio Therapy Terrence, Network, Radio man. Radio Therapy Network. You know Terrence J. You know he got his you know degree from Twitter. Or whatever. Mr. Baby, <laughs> Mr. Baby Rudy V. 
<laughs> Shut up, Terrence. <laughs> the queen. Go ahead, queen. Hit him with a dear black people. What you all got? Right, all right. I know you ready. Dear black people, bring natural bodies back. Uh, (laughs) Meaning, it's okay to to be authentic. It's okay to be you. And with having Cleo on the show, it's shown me that it's okay to be a black woman in a space of power. It's okay to be a black woman and be you. Be who you are. Quit trying to fit in boxes. And sometimes it's okay to listen to advice, but you don't have to take it all. Only a dumb person wouldn't listen. You can listen and say, either I'm going to apply this or I was just glad to hear it, to know that this is something I'll never need ever again. But I think that we should get back to being who we are authentically. Quit trying to be like the Joneses, the Nikki's, the Beyonce's. Be who you are. Be Artavia, be Cleo, be Chris, be CP, be Big Homie, be who it is that you want to be and be okay with it. So, AKA bring natural bodies back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm Pofit, by the way. I'm Pofit, by the way, not Chris. That's my government name. Guys out there, take your shirt off, baby. Hey! Hey! Go holler at Pofit. Holler at Pofit if they're not comfortable. Oh my God! Do not wear a waist trainer or a sweatband, please. I'm gonna tell you, ask to go home. Cleo Green, Cleo Green. I know we're going to Big Vaughn. You want to go Big Vaughn? You want Big Vaughn go first? Let's go, Big Baby. Let's go. What you got for us, Big Well, first of all, Cleo, I thank you for taking. Absolutely, man. I love you, sister. I appreciate you. And I, and I love you. <laughs> I love you because I love I, you too. for a lot of reasons. Uh, I love your husband. Okay, not like that. <laughs> First of all, not like that. But that's family to me. Right. But I know if he chose you, it had to be something. And I got to go. Got a chance to witness the wedding. Oh, his his wedding. I, I just want to pause. His wedding. Yo, yes, sir. Y- y- y'all your wedding suit was tight. Y'all wedding was the best wedding God, ever. Y'all wedding was probably, and Did I've been to a couple mines? weddings. Like y'all wedding was. Did you go to mine? No, you didn't go. Shut the hell up. No. Go hey, no cap. They wedding was the best wedding I've ever been to. You didn't invite me. Two thousand four. No, two thousand. Yeah, I was. Yeah, you were sleeping in carriage. Your mom on there. Yeah, shut up. Shut up. No, no. Hands down. Like I know you've posted like pictures on social media and stuff, but like hands like y'all. Y'all wedding it was, was a dope, dope as hell. From start to finish. It was one of the most beautiful. I, it was like a it blur was to me. Fun. I talked about your wedding for like, like that no, next That whole was week. one of the Absolutely. best weddings yeah. I've ever, ever. been to. Ever. I wanted it to be like a <laughs> family <laughs> party. Ain't not his friends, man. It's the only hey, I'm, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, like that wedding. I've been like five. That shit was like a party. your friends? And I told So you know they're getting married just as a peace wedding. Hey, shut up. Shut up. I told, I told, uh, I told Corn. I told my brother. I said oh I, I was going to use y'all wedding planner. Like when I get married, I'm <laughs> using, she was what doing? was that? It was dope. <laughs> I want to know too. Was, I'm like, here we go. Okay. Was, okay. Yeah. But uh, go ahead. Big can, I okay. my, can I have can my? You can have your moment. Go. Can I have my talk? You brought up the wedding, so I, I just want. I just, I just wanted yes, the world sir. to know that they missed. Well, anyway, a I was having my intimate moment with Cleo. Goddamn, okay. you didn't jump in here and start doing y'all your own shit. You have your own time when you come up. <laughs> it's my turn. It's what my turn. It's my turn. It's your turn. Okay. All right. All right so, yeah, I want to say I appreciate you and I love you, first of all. And um, 
Dang, I forgot I was going to say. Cause you know, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Big homie. No, he did. He did. Yeah, it is dear black people, but. He wants to like, yeah. Oh. yeah. No, no, no. I had another point, but I lost it when I was talking to him when he said that. I did. I lost that thing. Come on. Come on back, Chad. Come on. Come on back. Oh, fall in love with the process. Ooh. Fall in love with the process, guys. It's not a microwave thing. Uh, and I'm not that old. I'm older than the whole lot of people, but I'm younger than a lot of people. I got people mm-hmm. to call me old, uh, you know, because I walk down my street and some people say, what's up, school? And then I got some people to call me baby. Mm-hmm. And that's a beautiful place to be. Y'all, mm-hmm. you're a baby. You know what I'm saying? And and, and uh, you have to follow up the process yeah. because everything is necessary in your life, whether you like the the fact of being uncomfortable or things going great. Yeah. It's all necessary for the journey. Mm-hmm. It is. Fall in love with the process. And, and I don't think we are truly able to uh, appreciate that process until we get older. I love my age. I love where I am mm-hmm. here. I love mm-hmm. where I am here. Right. I'm happy. Now, you know, it's some other stuff could be better. And it will get better. Of course. It's going to get better. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I have a sense of responsibility. I have a sense of responsibility for the people around me because people don't have my energy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's Mm -hmm. something I learned through the COVID era. I love the energy. That's something I learned through the COVID era. era. People need that that energy to push through. Mm -hmm. You know, even if they this their first time going through something or second time going through something, y'all never know what's fucking good. Yeah, mm. yeah, you never know because yeah. I'm smiling, but some fucking with me too. Just like it fuck with everybody on here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we on goddamn CP show. Yeah, <laughs> so I can say what I want to say, can I? Absolutely. Because I'm talking my shit. <laughs> and talking shit makes me feel good. Makes and it feel good. Makes it feel good. Except <laughs> getting a bigger shirt on. So that's my dear black people. Fall in love with the process in the Cleo Green. I appreciate you coming on the show, and I love you. This is fun. Thank you. Thank you very much. Don't do that, because that's genuine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right sister you want it you want me to take it what you want to do um oh you want me to do one yeah oh i'll do a short one you oh i thought i thought the I fuck you mean <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm gonna roll up out of here okay. like that baby okay i'll do mine i'll do dear mine. black people dear black people exclusive cleo okay. green 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 dear black people take a moment during this pandemic to figure out your path to greatness Woo! Right. Like it can be, it's going to be different for every single person, but map out where you see yourself at 60, at 65, right? We always live by this motto as, you know, this could be our last day on earth, but not necessarily, right? Like I want people to just have financial literacy to figure out Mm. what's going to set them up in the long run, right? Mm. You don't want to be 70, still working some little nine to five job. Mm. You don't, right? Like figure out, you know, maybe you got to get that insurance policy. Maybe you got to figure out how your retirement is working. Like think in the long run and not just tomorrow because you you need to set up your children and generations to come to, to be okay, right? Mm. Like so many white and Asian and and you know just different families that we see. It's not in the black community, so. Mm. 
set yourself up for greatness. It means so much, people. And and you know, don't take on the stress from other people. Like I know it hurts, but sometimes you just got to get rid of people that you've been holding on in your life for so long that are not bringing you anywhere. Birds of a feather flock together. Like Mm. like figure out who in your tribe is really helping you and makes you feel happy and really is giving you some knowledge and making you think about things. Because if they're not, if they're constantly bringing you down, you may need to filter them out just a little bit, right? To, To put yourself up on the level that you need to be on. My friends right now are constantly giving me ideas and sometimes they make me feel bad that I'm not pushing myself <laughs> even mm-hmm. more, right? Good like like and yeah. and it's okay to make new friends. That don't yeah. look like you. Yeah. Right. That don't look like right. you. Right. If you know what I mean. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Facts. Drop some mic. Love that. Love that. Love that. Love that. <laughs> Last but not least, man. Oh, Last but not least. The uh, I done got the rocket over there. <laughs> I was like, come on. Yeah. Preach. Come on. Preach. Come on. Come on, Cleo. Um, let me see. Let me see. Uh, dear black people, um, in the climate today, I would advocate for it takes a village. Um, I recently, you know, Vaughn, like, uh-huh. I, I love the climate that we're in. I love the support that I'm seeing. And I, I truly feel that it's, it's genuine. Uh, it's sincere. Um, so, you know, my words to you would be, it takes a village. It's going to require all of us to support one another, to uplift one another, to share information. Like Cleo said, you know, knowledge is power. You know what I mean? And I think historically the black community has been maybe, you know, outcast on some of the information opportunities exposures you know to accelerate us as a people so it's going to take us to continue to rally together to continue to to brainstorm to bring ideas together to continue to invest in one another you know what i mean uh for a long period of time you know and, and and rightfully so you know within the black community you know, we have every reason to be skeptical of things, to, to have a, a lack of trust in things. But, you know, I think right now in this climate is a perfect time to break those barriers. It's a perfect time to, again, to camaraderie and invest in each other. So I see so many beautiful things happening. I see so many business opportunities. I see so many barriers and walls and, and insecurities and and hesitations being broken. And I see us just walking together hand in hand. It's a beautiful thing. So I just hope that we continue down that journey and continuing to understand that, you know, we are truly all we got in this world. It's going to take us as a community, us as a people to push, you know, us forward as an entire race. So it takes a village. We're all we got. Let's continue this momentum. And let's continue to love each other, man. Amen. Amen. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Man. Hey, brother CP. Man. Okay, brother CP. <laughs> man, I, I love y'all, man. This is probably one of my favorite shows. Man, it's probably one of my favorite shows. My dog. And, and again, it's because it's family. Yeah. When I say it's family, it's family. Like, yeah. I, I, I mean my that. My dog right li- there. Literally, man. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We fuck around like that. That's what we do. The long way. The long way. The long bro. way. Not the short way. But I do want to give an opportunity, uh, you know, again, to the to the viewers and the listeners. You know, Cleo, I'm sure, like I said, you know, I cap on you all the time. This is my sister. She's a celebrity. You know, she's a celebrity, whatever. But a, 
ninety uh, percent of people already know who you are. You know what I mean. But there might be a small percentage that don't know who you are. But you know, they definitely the world is definitely gonna know who the fuck Cleo Green is after yes. today. You know yes. what I mean. Um, but I want to give them an opportunity to to be able to to reach out to Cleo and, and contact her again. There may be you, again. You you have no idea how many people potentially want to do what you're doing right, and, ju- and right. just That's don't true. know and just don't know how right. you have a lot of you know black girls that are in college that say hey i want to be you know broadcasting and journalism and i i want to yeah. you know major in communications you know and i just don't know how to, to nap exactly mm-hmm. so you know what i mean producer hit that next slide you know what i'm saying let's give them uh, cleo green's contact yes. information you know um, what I, mean? I definitely yeah. answer my dms yeah. on instagram cleo green underscore tv and also you can send me an email to my work account that's c yeah. green with an e at the end at wfaa.com and i'm always looking for people you know to either mentor or for guest segments i'm always looking go. for something awesome in the community so there you go let me so, know. so anybody with a with, with a business with an idea anybody that's that's really making you know traction you know if you want to get your business exposure if you want to get your product you got a patent going on like again reach out to cleo if you really got something substantial and you want to bring it to the world yeah. you know here's an outlet and like mm-hmm. i said it takes a village she actually responds like if y'all go to instagram like, she, she, does. Does. she responds she does. to I was really like, blown away. I was like, she responds. Clay, like, are you talking to me? yeah so she actually responds man so anybody that's inspired by this segment again that 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 sees cleo that is familiar with cleo and and really wants to walk in those footprints or or even just wants to network or connect with with a, a woman of her caliber you know you have her instagram information reach out she's always there to motivate she's there to share information she's uh she's always spreading love man so always you know contact information right there so your dm's gonna always, blow always, up always, man. Always, your always. dm's gonna blow up uh, t- uh uh a big homie you got we got a gift for you cleo you know what i mean everybody that comes on the show you know we try to we try You're to get fancy on this show you know wait a minute yeah. 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 we do what we have to do here so again you know i i know you if it ain't what it's supposed to be posted on pull it out Oh my God! Yeah. Shut up! Yeah. It's official. Yeah. Now you can smell your own breath. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I hope it's my sweet stuff. So we, yeah. So anybody, any, anybody that knows my sister, she love she's fancy. Bit. She loves champagne. She loves champagne. She loves not a lot, baby girl. She loves drinks. She's a little smidge. And then we got she's a smidge. <laughs> you are fi- you are officially officially a member of the Talk to Me Nice family. Welcome to Death Row. Yeah. I'm gonna wear it to my Death Row. You're gonna be like, what? If you wanna come to a label where you can shine and you can talk your shit, you can talk your shit and talk to me nice. Holler at me in Death Row. Talk to me nice. So you are officially you're officially a member of the Talk to Me Nice family. Yes. Extra thug. Okay. This is crazy. That long guy. <laughs> <laughs> you like you ready to just you gotta get, out to work. get rid of somebody real quick. Boom, boom. 
Oh my god, oh my god. Two inner city. But like I said, man, I hope y'all enjoyed the show, man. Like I said, y'all want to reach out to Cleo, ask questions. Uh so feel good. free to, you know, drop DMs, uh, subscribe, all that good stuff, man. And we'll, we'll connect you with Cleo if we need to. Um and let's let's go around the round table, you know, as usual. Uh let the people know where they can find us, man. I know I'm everybody's favorite, but I want to get y'all an opportunity to. I'll go, you know, I'll go ahead. Big homie is everybody. Big homie want to go. Okay, look, look. Oh, you next. Okay, CP underscore the real big bone. Okay, go ahead, big bone. Let the people know where they can find you, baby. You can find me at Big Bond seventy eight at Instagram, and uh, you can find me at the Bond Solo Experience on uh, on uh, YouTube. YouTube, baby. I miss your sauna chronicles. Ain't no stopping. Ain't no sliding no more. Huh? Just as you with have the mask. To <laughs> just that, like you have to. They were so funny. They were. They was. Ain't Rico no more with the. Oh, I man. seen somebody the day I started. I'm good. I know you see some foolishness on that track. Man, uh, no, I seen some stuff today in the gym. Oh my god. Oh my god. I was like, should damn. I do it? Should I do it? I was like, damn, but I was out of win, so. Oh, All right. That's what it is. Queen, let them know where they can find you. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Artavia, and that's A R T dot A dot B I A. Go ahead, PokeFit. <laughs> let them know. All right, man. Last but not least, man, you can find me at PokeFit. Um, if you want to be in the best shape in your whole entire life, um, I am having a boot camp in DeSoto and downtown Dallas and Trinity Grove area. The DeSoto um, location is called The Show. Um, first session's free. For sure. Also, the Hill Class in uh, Trinity Grove, Trinity Overlook Park. First session's free also. So if you're inquiring about after the free session, we can talk yeah. afterwards. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. man. And this is not just because I love you, but, man, Mr. Polk Fit makes uh, makes dreams a reality, man. Make, makes results a reality. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So we all trying to get in the best. We all, you know what I mean? We all trying to get in the best shape of our lives, man. But, man, y'all know what it is, man. It's your boy, CP The Real. Y'all can hit me on Instagram, CP underscore The Real. One word, same thing on Facebook, man. Make sure y'all subscribe, share with yes. a friend, yes. comment, like, man, uh, to the YouTube channel. Talk to me nice, man. All the visuals uh, to every episode will be loaded there, man. So whether you're driving in the car or you're watching this on your, on your laptop, man, uh, we got you both ways. Uh, but that's been our show today, man. We're going to continue to talk our shit because talking shit makes us feel good. You know what I mean? <laughs> we hope you continue so to talk yours. Talk to me nice. We out. Ooh. Ooh.